Okay, welcome back to lesson two of our Bible study in the Gospel of John. Very excited to have you back with us. I hope that lesson one has been an encouragement and that lesson two will build on that. We are going to pick up right where we left off. So just to give us ourselves a little context in case it's been a minute since you were in the study, we started with background. The author is John the Apostle. This gospel was written much later than the synoptic gospels, we believe. And it was written according to chapter 20, verses 30 through 31, that we would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we would have life in his name. So, so far we've covered verses one through three, that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. This one was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. So our study of the concept of in the beginning from verse one of John one led us to Genesis one and we read through one through five around there and talking about um, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and then we came back and confirmed that this was God the Son. Jesus was involved in the creative act as the creator. And we're going to get into that a little bit more as we go through the study here. And then going into verse two, he was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. But then at the end of verse two, just the thought there, this one talking about Jesus was in the beginning with God. It's interesting. I think that in Genesis, God references himself and when he's creating Adam and Eve, he says, let's make a man in our image. And I think it's just really cool to think about the entire Godhead, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, who are three in one um, triune God being involved in the creation of the world and of time and everything. So that's just neat to think about. Okay. So then into verse three, we studied all things came into being through him and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. And this led us to Colossians 1, 16 through 17. Let's just read that again together. Colossians 1, 16 through 17 says, because all things in the heavens and on the earth were created by him, things visible and things invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he himself is before all things, and in him all things are held together. And so we ended the last lesson just talking about the idea that God has created everything. He's in control, right? Whether it's visible or invisible, thrones, dominions, rulers, powers, everything. And 17, he himself is before all things. And we talked about this a little bit in our first podcast episode that God exists, right? And that a supreme being as a creator, it makes us uncomfortable because it makes us think of ourselves as created beings. And with that means we have an obligation, we have accountability towards the one that created us. And then I think this verse is interesting. He himself is before all things and in him, all things are held together. What's cool about this idea of everything being held together 
I really enjoy that word picture because being a science major, having um, gone to school to become a nurse, I spent many, many, many years in undergrad because <laughs> I was a major swapper. Um, but a lot of it was in the sciences. And I spent a lot of time studying how things work at a cellular level and then deeper at a chemical level. And, you know, everything is tied together. Everything's made out of chemicals, really. And we're all tied together by these bonds, right? And it's just energy of some kind. Um, we can't really define it more than saying they're bonds, right? There is energy present that is holding things together that gives a pull to different combinations. And that's just how God created the world. And I think this verse is so interesting that it has the idea of him holding things together. Um, you know, without the creative act of Jesus in creating and in being the creator who's before all things, it gives us the picture of everything just being blown apart if he would let go. And that's just such a cool picture to think about the way that God is still active and there's involvement in creation, that he is the one who has created all things and that by him, all things are held together, present tense. So that's just very interesting to think through that. Um, let's keep going here. We've got Colossians 1, 16 through 17 that we've covered. And so let's go back to our text here. All things came into being through him. I underlined all in my notebook because I think that sometimes we like to act as if all doesn't mean all. <laughs> it, it means all. <laughs> and uh, if they want to use a different word, they will use a different word. And so just thinking through God is the one who has made all things. And none of us are, are special in that we were here by ourselves, right? Like we all have that accountability to the, the creator who made us. Um, but then it's just also really an encouraging thing to think about too, that God has a hand, that he's a personal God. Let's go to Psalm 139 as we talk about God making all things. It can feel a little impersonal if we are not considering what else we hear from scripture. So let's read this Psalm of David together. O Yahweh, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought from afar. You search out my wandering and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word yet on my tongue, but behold, O Yahweh, you know it completely. You barricade me behind and in front and set your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is set high. I cannot prevail against it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, there you are. If I make my bed in Sheol, look, there you are. If I lift up the wings of the dawn and I alight on the far side of the sea, even there your hand would lead me and your right hand would hold me fast. And if I should say, surely the darkness will cover me, and the light around me will be as night. Even the darkness is not too dark for you. And the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are alike for you. Indeed, you created my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was created secretly and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my embryo, my unformed substance is another translation of that, and in your book they all were written, days fashioned for me when there was not one of them. And to me, how precious are your thoughts, O God! How vast is their sum! If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. I awaken and I am still with you. Let's jump down here to verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is in me the worship of false gods. Another translation is a way of an idol. And lead me in the way everlasting. That is such a great passage that speaks to the intentionality that God gives his creation um, that we're were special to him, that there was intentionality and effort on his part. He's not just the cosmic clockwinder who walked away from creation. He is participating in it still. There is an aspect of him holding it together and weaving us in our mother's wombs. And it's just so neat to see these pictures that we get from scripture. Okay, so let's go back to John 1. And let's see here, moving on through verse three, all things came into being through him and apart from him, not one thing came into being that has come into being. Let's look here at this idea of of coming through him. I'm going to double click on this word through in my faith life app, and that's going to pop up a word info box and I'm going to hit more and that's going to pop up where all this word is used. And it gives more detail than that for those who are really into the Greek language and um, want to understand the different parts of speech that we're looking at here and all that. But um, I'm just looking for the word definition. It says through, throughout, by the instrumentality of, denoting, mediate, And it says not original authorship, which is kind of an interesting idea here. So it has the idea of it's going through something almost like a conduit. But then there's also an idea here of on account of, or by reason of, or for the sake of, or because of, which from where we look in other passages in scripture, this would seem to be a very appropriate interpretation of through, right? Because there is um, the idea here that the creation of the world was really for Jesus. You know, everything is about Jesus. When you look at the Bible at the beginning and at the end, it's about Jesus. And so that's interesting to see this idea of through him or for the sake of or because of him. Um, So then let's see here. There are a couple passages listed that use this same word through one of them being this passage itself, John 1, 3. Another one is 1 Corinthians 8, 6. So let's go there real quick. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. 
That is really interesting. So here it's dividing up. And obviously we understand that God is one, right? But that they're members of the Godhead. There's God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. But the Bible is dividing this up a little bit just to give us the idea of the roles that each are playing in this. And it's, in fact, look at verse four at the end here. It says, there is none other God, but one. So we see that right before this verse, which is significant. But then it says in verse five, for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there be gods, many and Lord's many, it says, but to us, there is but one God, the father of whom are all things and we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things and we by him. So, and interesting about this too, is that the, the word here for through is what's being used in by whom is the same word. And so that's interesting. So the part that's referencing Jesus by whom are all things and we by him is the same word through that we see in John 1, 3. Let's see if it's the same word that's being used of whom for God, the father. So this is a different word and it actually means from out or out from among. It has the idea of a source. So a way of looking at this passage then which is interesting. And I think it ties back very well with John one that says this one was in the beginning with God. It's obviously talking about Jesus. So God, the son who was in the beginning with God or God, the father, this passage is saying there is but one God, the father of whom, or as the source of are all things and we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom or through whom or for the sake of all these different connotations behind the same word, it says, are all things and we by him. So that is really interesting. So there seems to be the idea of we are for him, for the sake of, and the father is the one who is from whom. So from whom and through whom, from the father and the son. And we get that from first Corinthians eight, six, which is really interesting. So then you see here, scripture again is not contradicting itself. In fact, in other places written by other individuals through the instrumentality of the Holy spirit, we see these same concepts coming out, which is really cool. Okay. So we are down through, um, the end of verse three, and we've covered a few different aspects of this and we time passes so quickly when we're doing this together we are already done with our time for lesson two so before we end our session for the day since we're coming up on our ending time um, let's just think over what this means for our life so we know that god the father god the son we're both there at the beginning and God, the Holy spirit too, if we're remembering the we in creation in Genesis one. And so there was intentionality behind the created act, um, the creative act by the Godhead and the power from God, the father, but the one utilizing it to create God, the son and through Jesus, all things are still consisting, which is incredible. 
and we studied Psalm 139 about the way that God knitted us together in our mother's wombs, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that there's nowhere we can go that would escape from God and His um, watch care over us. Just some really sweet, amazing ways to look at the creation of the world and also the way that God has a hand in maintaining and sustaining creation is really, really cool. So I hope that blesses you today. I hope it gives perspective to your tasks and that you can continue to think on these things and glorify the Lord as you go about what he's called you to do today. So I will see you on the flip side and I love you ladies. Have a good day.